Welcome to the TVA Devotions Podcast. We want you to be encouraged by the Word of God, whether this is your first or your 50th time to listen. We hope we add value to you through God's Word today. Hey, my name is Justin D. I am uh, a follower of Christ. Um, a 25-year volleyball coach and uh, the founder of the Volley Academy. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to you, kind of tell you what these devotions are all about. And I know a lot of you guys have, go to volleyball tournaments on the weekends, and uh, sometimes you're away from your church. Uh, so these uh, devotions are just a quick, you know, 20 or 30 minute um, reminder that God is in control and God is still on his throne and he cares deeply for you. So it's an opportunity to come before him. Um, again, this is not me speaking to you, but God speaking through me. So I pray that you find it fun, engaging, uh, but more than anything, I hope that God speaks to your heart and uh, changes your life today. Uh, may God bless you through his word. All right, here we are. 2022. Did you think that we would get there over the last two years? But God got us through. I'm not saying that this year is going to be perfect. I'm not saying that, hey, here we are. Finally, nothing's going to be hard. Because really, in all actuality, this whole devotion today is about we're hitting something pretty big. Let me let me give it to you this way. I'm going to tell you about my favorite ever game I coached in volleyball. Favorite game I ever coached in volleyball is back in 2011. It's 11 years ago, and I can tell you, I can almost tell you play for play what happened right now from 11 years ago. I was sitting there. Uh, I coached with OVA, uh, Orlando Volleyball Academy. Now I think it's OTVA or something like that. Uh, but I was I coached the 15-3 team, and it was the first year that AAU ever did a third level. They used to have only open or club. So this year they added this thing called classic. Now in 2022 they're going to have open club, premier property, classic, turquoise, aqua, transparent, translucent. There's all these divisions now. I have no idea. I can't even. I can't comprehend them now. But they had. They went from two to three in that year, and so the as the third place team, the open team, Orlando Volleyball 15-1 was in open. Orlando Volleyball 15-2 was in classic, and Orlando Volleyball 15-3, which I coached, was in class. Or sorry, Orlando Volleyball two was in club, and classic was 15-3, uh, the one I coached, and uh, a lot of these teams from others places brought their best team in and they put their best team all the way down in classic so it almost guaranteed them a national championship type thing you've seen some of those teams that kind of sandbag a little bit this is what happened here we played against this team that was absolutely unbelievable unbelievable team great players a lot of them went off to sec big 10 schools thing like that great great team uh but my 15-3 team was not going to beat their 15-1 national open team that played open all year long to play against us. So, you know, we sat there and we thought about it and we were like, oh my goodness, that team's really good. It's going to be really, really tough. Uh, and then there were other teams that also brought their teams down and, you know, they're really tough. And we're just, we're not struggling because I had a really good team. You know, OVA has a great program and I uh, had a really good team. So we get, we get the gold. We have this, this crossover match um, and we're playing in this crossover match. And I can remember that match and I can remember the last play. My libero went down. My libero hurt herself in the first day. But my libero that came in and did unbelievable hurt herself in the last play. And we lost the crossover match, but we still both went to gold. It was kind of weird. 
But I was so upset that time because we lost that match, but it actually it actually put us on the other side of the bracket. And some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You're like, that team's really awesome. I want to see them in the finals. I don't want to see them in the quarterfinals. So it put us on the other side of the bracket. And uh, we still had a huge mountain to climb. You know, we were probably the eighth seed or the seventh seed or something like that. We still had a huge uh, mountain to climb in order to get to where we needed to go. So uh, we won a couple of things and it actually put us into the national championship match. And it put us against that dreaded team, that number one team that was just so much better than anybody else. Nobody else had taken a set off them. Barely anybody got over like 15 on them. And so we're in the national championship match. And and what do you say to your players when you're going into a, a match that, man, that team's really good. And everybody on their team, know, on our team knows it. And I remember sitting down with them. And I was like, listen, the only way we're winning this match is if we play perfect. And we get a whole lot of help. And I said, so when we go up today, go out there and just give your best. I don't care if you hit the ball out of bounds, hit it with all you got. Hammer it. I was like, don't worry about messing up. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And I remember almost every time out, I would say, your chains are gone. Your chains are loosed. You don't have any chains anymore. This is it. This is everything. And I'd love to tell you, hey, we won the national championship. We beat them. You know, this Rudy story, this absolutely awesome story that actually finally came out. Mm, nope, we got trounced. <laughs> we got beat pretty badly, actually. Um, I think we got 20 one time, but... I remember at the very end of the game, their team ran from the sidelines onto their court and they got down and they were so excited they won the national championship. What was so awesome is at the very final point, we they got the point, we lost it. And all of our players ran to each other and kind of cried in the middle and got so excited about that one moment and that one match. Because I had players that didn't really care about the match. They didn't care about what's on the other side of the net. They cared about what was on their side of the net and they busted their butt during that one match. I coached my tail off. I got so excited. We lost points, and I'm over there dancing because our players absolutely let loose of their chains, and they gave everything they had. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. I'm thankful that the battle belongs to you. God, speak through me. May it not be me speaking, but you speaking through me. May it be an instrument. So, I try to relate this to another time and, and okay, what does that mean? And what does that mean in, in biblical terms, Coach D? And um, I remember we played this team, West Florida, who is going to win the national championship in 2022. I'm declaring it right now. Melissa's a dear friend. Bob might even be listening. But Melissa had an amazing team. And I had a player, my, one of my seniors was from Pensacola. So I desperately wanted to go every senior year. I want to go to their hometown. And Pensacola is the only team we, uh, UWF is the only team we could play. Now, they're top 10 in Division Two. We're zero scholarship Division Three. So top 10 Division Two, zero scholarship Division Three. We weren't going there to win. <laughs> but we were going there to play our butts off. And I remember our all-conference, four-time all-conference libero got a concussion, and she couldn't play. She didn't even travel with us. And so we're down one of our best players, if not our best player, and we go over there and and we're playing against a team that is just awesome. They're just unbelievably awesome. And I had that same thought process as I walked into that locker room. I was like, man, let's go. Let's just give them everything we got. Let's have some fun, play our best. And who cares about the outcome? And, you know, whenever I say that, a lot of times my players even will say, coach, we want to win. I, I want you to know I want you to win. But the outcome is not ours. The outcome is a 
is the finish of, and it's determined by the journey. And so I said, our journey and the way that we play, we have got to play our best and we got to hope for a lot of things to fall our way. And guess what they did? We got trounced again. But I remember walking back into that locker room and I came in with this attitude of praise to my players because they busted their butts. They gave everything and we still got trounced. But it was the one of the best matches, the second best match I've, I've ever been a part of because of those ladies and how hard they worked. My libero, she, the girl that stepped in, was the most, I've never seen her play like that ever. And it was just telling her, don't worry about the final score. Worry about playing your best. And the way that I re relate that it, it is I'm going to go back to the Old Testament. I'm not an Old Testament guy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not an Old Testament guy. But in the Old Testament, in Second Chronicles, chapter 20, it talks about the, the Moabites and the Ammonites, and I might be saying their names wrong, but they talked about how they were going to come into war against Jehoshaphat. And it's just a fun name to say. Say it, Jehoshaphat. It's a fun name to say. And Jehoshaphat basically was a follower of Christ, but he was scared. He was so scared. And he's like, God, this battle is about to come upon us. And I'm so scared. And I'm going to jump into it in verse 5 of chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles. Okay? So 2 Chronicles chapter 20. You can look it up later. You can get it on your phone or whatever later. And Jehoshaphat is feeling this pressure. And he says, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before our people Israel and give it to forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? I've done all these things, God. I've, I've done everything before you. We, we put a temple in here. We worship you. But now here are men from Ammon, from Moab, from Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came into Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. But now they're coming after us, basically. And so when Jehoshaphat's saying all this, he's getting kind of scared. He's like, God, all these guys are, they're, they're better. They're bigger than us. They're better than us. They're, their army is countless. He even says that. Then the spirit of the Lord, it says, came upon Jehaziel. I said it wrong, I'm sure. But son of Zechariah, the son of, and it gives all these sons. And God spoke through this guy and he says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. And I want you to get this today. And I'm going to stop right here for a second because I think some of us are about to or are in the midst of or just coming out of. You've heard this before. I think some of us are in the midst of a battle that we look at and we say, there's no way that I can win this battle. God, that the things that are against me right now are numerous and I can't handle it. The army that is against me and the things that are against me and the weight that I am under right now is so big. There's no way in the world that I can overcome this. And you're scared. You're like, God, did I, am I not a Christian? And I'm going through this. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's financial troubles. Maybe it's job troubles. I say these to you right now, and I'm no longer a volleyball coach in college. God plucked me from that 
And so I'm in this moment myself. So God is speaking to me in this moment and saying, Justin, I'm still Coach D. You can still call me Coach D. Coach D, Justin, I want you to listen. What I told King Jehoshaphat and all the people in Judah and Jerusalem thousands of years ago, because no matter where you are right now and no matter where you think your future may be and how, how dismal you might think it looks or how big this wall that is in front of you, how big this challenge, this battle that's in front of you, I want you to listen how I took care of them. And I want you to listen how I'm going to take care of you. So that's what God's speaking to me. And every time that I'm talking, I'm not talking, I'm not pointing my fingers at anybody that listens to this. I'm just sharing what God is speaking to me. In verse 15 of 2 Chronicles, it's chapter 20, it says, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Let me interject. Because of this big thing that's in front of you listening today. I'll jump back in. It says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of Ziz. I don't know how to say it. And you'll find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. Deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. You have this big wall in front of you. You're living in this time of uncertainty. Maybe it's where you're going to go to college. Maybe it's how you're going to pay rent next week or next month. Maybe it's who you're supposed to be with. Maybe you're in a position where you're in a relationship that's not great right now. Or you want a relationship that's that's great. Whatever it is right now where you feel like the battle is too huge, guess what it is? But the battle does not belong to you. It belongs to God. And if you think about this, Jehoshaphat, they, they all bowed down. They all worshipped him. Jehoshaphat brought the army with him and said, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to go out there. We're going to get our butts kicked, but we're going to go out there anyway. God said through this guy that we need to go out there. So Jehoshaphat brought the army. He even had people just as singers. He actually, he brought off a couple of people said, you know what? Listen, I don't need you shooting any arrows. I don't need you doing anything else. I just want you to go out there and sing to God. <laughs> and as they began to sing and praise, the Lord said in ambushes. I'm going back into verse 22. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord said in ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men of Mount Seir to destroy them, and they, they beat each other. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and toward that vast army, they saw only dead bodies. I'm sorry, but I, it's graphic. Lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So in that moment, God took care of Jerusalem and Judah. In that moment, God took care of Jeho Jehoshaphat and his people. And in this moment, God is going to take care of you. 
but I want you to think about, I want you to think about what this Jahaziel, I'm pronouncing the name wrong, but Jahaziel said, do not, he said, this is what the Lord says to you. And I want to say to you today, listen to me, whatever you get from this, listen to this. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And when they did that, God went before them because the battle was his. The battle belongs to him. The reason why I got to this and the reason why God brought me to this is I was reading through and I was, sorry, I was listening to my Apple music and this song came on from Phil Wickham. I don't know if you know who Phil Wickham is, but it's P-H-I-L-W-I-C-K-H-A-M. And the song's name is Battle Belongs. And what I would encourage you to do is to listen to this song after you get done with this. Find it on your music, whatever you listen to. <clears throat> Find this song and listen to it. As soon as, you're, as soon as we say amen and I say God bless, I want you to listen to it. Because whatever you're going through right now, what a lot of times what we see is we see the vast army. We see that big, huge Goliath. We see that time in our lives or we see that time right now in our lives where we're going up against this wall that we cannot conquer. We're going up against West Florida. We're going up against that team that we played. I know the name of the team. I'm not going to say their name out loud. I, we go up against these things and really we feel like there's no victory because all we see is the battle. And Phil Wickham puts it perfectly. And I'm just going to read the lyrics to you. I'm definitely not going to sing, but I'm going to read the lyrics to you. Here are the lyrics. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. It's awesome. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain moved. As I walk through the shadow, and maybe today in your life, you're in a shadow. The song says, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear, God, I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night, oh God, the battle belongs to you. That's an awesome first verse. Think about that for a second. You're in the midst of battle right now. Right now, all you see is the battle. God sees past that. He knows. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He knows. He knows that, the, that he sees the victory on the other side. When all you see is a mountain in front of you, he sees that mountain moved. When you're walking through the shadows, the darkness, God's love surrounds you. There's nothing to fear because you're safe with him. The second verse says this, and if you are for me, who can be against me? Now Phil, the, the singer, and I'm hoping you, is starting to change their mind. He says, God, if you're for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. So now our, our mindset is now saying, you know what? I'm ready to go for it. I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to get after it. When all I see are the ashes, Lord, you see the beauty. Thank you. When all I see is a cross, God, this is an unbelievable statement. Let me say it again. When all I see is the cross and my sins, God, you see the empty tomb. 
Think about that statement for a second. When we look at when we look at all of our sins, when we look at all of our problems, God doesn't see the cross and our sins put up on that cross. He sees the empty tomb that we have overcome. So the chorus says again, so when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I sing through the night, oh God, the battle belongs to you. And the bridge says this, almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Says it again. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high. Oh God. The battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. In your life right now, I want to be, I forget what the guy's name is, Jehaziel. I want to be the person that God speaks through right now and tell you. When you see the battle, God sees the victory. What you're going through right now, you're going to win. But as this course says, as I and every fear I lay at your feet, you got to give those fears up. Whatever you're going through right now, you got to give that up. You got to loosen the chains. You got to be free from those chains. You got to move forward. You might see the cross and your sins nailed to that cross. But if Jesus stayed on that cross, I wouldn't be talking to you today. He came down from the cross. He defeated hell in the grave. And the tomb is empty. God is victorious. And he wants to be victorious in your situation. This week, understand something. The battle you're going through is not your own. You can't win it by yourself. But if you give it to God, and the battle belongs to him, if you give it to him, nobody can stand against him. He wins every battle. So I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. I'll lay every fear at your feet, and I'll sing through the night, oh God, the battle belongs to you. God, today I pray that Everyone listening to this, Lord, more importantly, me. I pray that I understand that no matter where I am in life and no matter what battle I'm going through, Lord, I can't win it on my own. I can't win it without you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. God, with my hands lifted high, Every fear I lay at your feet, and I'll sing through the night, God. The battle belongs to you. Take my battles, take my struggles, and lead me to victory. Thank you, God. Amen. I hope that God spoke in that and through that today. Do me a favor. Look it up. Phil Wickham. 
battle belongs. I pray this has been a blessing for you. Good luck in your tournaments. Travel safe. God bless.